Hey, it's the Bradcast. It's comics, beer, and sci-fi, and we're reporting from Imagine Theater at the Birmingham Palladium. I'm here with The Q and Mark Myers, and we just watched Joker. First thoughts, Q? Uh, I see why everybody's saying it's... I understand the controversy behind it, but I thought it was really good. I thought it was well done. Um, I was a little apprehensive because I don't think Joker... I don't, didn't understand how you could do a Joker origin story. But I, I get it, and they did a great job. Uh, I thought it was very well done and well written and well acted. I can't say nothing else, but you know, DC guy anyway, so. No spoilers now, Mark. What did you think? Well, I just felt that they purposely intended to make a movie as if Martin Scorsese made a comic book movie especially casting Robert De Niro and basically blending two of Scorsese's movies together, Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy. It, it's, it's, it's almost like it was a blueprint for this whole movie, which was a kind of a cool idea. You know, you ask a movie historian his opinion and he gives you references and I'm like, oh wait, oh yeah, oh sure, okay. One of the things that's amazing about this movie is that I got preconceived notions from, thank you, NPR, that there was going to be a controversy, right? They said, oh my gosh, how can you have a psychotic killer and a guy that you like? And you know what? He's so pathetic, he's likable, and it's scary as hell, and yet you're riveted, we, right? It was like two plus hours, and we are sitting there watching this movie, and I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but I'm telling you, it was amazing. And the guy rewrote Canon, right? Todd Phillips, he rewrote Canon. Or did he, right? We don't know. Well, without trying to, without giving anything away. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, I can pretty much say that he technically, yeah, he rewrote it, but then he unwrote it and made it right. It's, it's weird. It's the way he did it. It was. Yeah, with the with the hallucinations. That's not giving away nothing. But yeah, with the hallucinations, he wrote it, unread it, unwrote it, wrote it again, and then took it back to normal. So I, I give him bravo for that because it fucked with my head. <laughs> oh, there was a bleep in there somewhere. What were you saying, Mark? Oh, not much. <laughs> okay, so so just like in the movie, there wasn't really a lot said, just a lot of laughing. Isn't that amazing? This is this is a I think it's a must watch. It's a must watch for for people who are comic book fans and it's a must watch for people who have no idea what DC is all about. Because this is just enough of a mystery, right? There is just enough there was just enough data there that you can make your own assessment and did it break canon? Like you says, did he rewrite it? Then he overwrote it. Then he unwrote it. And is it an origin? But then there's no data. It's amazing. You'll, you watch the movie, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Because I'm not, I don't want to ruin this for anybody. I want everybody to go see it. Because how often are you going to see this? And we saw there was an iconic, there's an iconic scene in it. And I'm not going to tell you what that scene is. But if you can't figure it out, then you have to see the movie. What else? You got something else, Q? Well, yeah, I was going to say, it's like how Mark said, he borrowed from those two movies, but he also kind of borrowed from The Killing Joke, which is the closest thing yes. we actually have to a Joker origin story. Yeah. And if you read the book, then you'll see those certain scenes in there, but then you'll say, well, 
that was different, but it's kind of like he was like, well, what if this happened instead of this part? And what if this happened instead of this? So, like Mark said, he, he borrowed from those two movies, but he also borrowed from The Killing Joke and fused it together. And, you know, I like the dark and gritty stuff. I like the way those, I like those comic book movies. So I thought it was perfect for that. I didn't think it was funny because it was the Joker, but it was dark and gritty because it was the Joker, if that makes sense. Indeed. Did you have anything to add, Mark? Yes, I would like to talk about the beautiful cinematography. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that cinematography could probably be nominated for an Oscar this year, which is going to be cool. You know, all the all the long lens shots, you don't we rarely see those in comic book movies, you know. So, I really loved, you know, watching that. Uh, I I thought some, I thought there was probably a little too much of the slow motion. I think they just overdid that a little bit. Oh. Well, out of the slow motion scenes. Oh, you know, uh, that sometimes you, you t as a film person, I tend to notice that some because I'm into the technique, you yeah. know, and I'm like, OK, that's that's is overdone. That's underdone, you know, and that was a little overdone. Too much of that for me, in my opinion. Um, and I want to I want to talk about Joaquin Phoenix's performance. So the whole time I'm watching this, I'm trying to figure out where they're shooting it. OK, right. Is it a backdrop? Is it CGI? Is this literally a painting that he's in front of, right? That they're shooting in front of green screen? Or is there really a city out there? Because I'm looking at it and going, oh, Gotham City. Oh, wait, is that? No, that's not. Wait, that looks like, no, that's not it. The whole time, every time there's a long shot and it shows the picture in the background, is, was it artificial? What, I mean, it was seamless. It was absolutely seamless. Best CGI in a comic book movie that I have seen in ages. Q, did you have something to add? No, I agree with the cinematography, but I want to talk about the score before you get to Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. The score, being someone who plays instruments, the score was fantastic. I yes. think if the cinematography wins, I think if they win for anything, it'll be the cinematography and the score. I oh, I thought it was the fantastic. The appropriateness yes. of the of the music was fantastic. They Somebody, spots, yes, the mu the music was a hundred percent appropriate to yes. the scenes and everything he did because it was all going on in his head, right? Yeah. He heard the music. Nobody else heard the music, but he heard the music. So t tell us. Go ahead, Mark. You were saying. Oh, well, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, he's gonna get nominated for an Academy Award. I don't know if he's gonna win, but he's just you know just the just the nomination alone is is just the reward right there, and especially for his transformation. Did he really lose this much weight, or was this CGI, oh or did they or they did or like they did with Robert Downey Jr. in in Avengers? They had him lose all that weight at the beginning. That was all CGI. I'm wondering, was this CGI? I mean, because there's there's moments where he's sitting there and he's showing his ribs. It reminded me of the scene in The Exorcist when they opened, when they lifted up Linda Blair's shirt and it said "Help me" on on, on the stomach. <laughs> I was waiting for it to say that. Do you know? I I was thinking the exact same thing, and all I was thinking was Robert De Niro gained all that weight for Raging Bull, and then somehow had to lose it. And what is it? Um, the guy who does the uh, the Lincoln commercials, um, Matthew, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, for that one crazy role in Christian you, Bale. Right. They they all have lost a lot of weight for these movies, and you know what? What is it? Um, Joker is a scarecrow. He's a skinny little guy. So he totally embodied the character. He he embraced it. He had to. He Some had the, to. Torsions he did with his body while he's oh, yeah. like moving around and stuff. Yeah. That yeah, was some. That was some was. great stuff. There was a everybody who's. If you're listening to this, you got to invest the money. Go to a matinee if you're cheap. You've got to see this movie. Did you have anything to add, Q? 
So I'm just keeping score here. We're saying they're going to get nominated for three things. They're going to win two of them. And Wild Queen Phoenix might win for best actor. I'm okay with that. I think he did. I always thought Joaquin Phoenix was kind of a wacko. And with, with all due respect to Joaquin Phoenix, that's his personae. Well, that's think, his real-life personae. That documentary that, that they made about him was, was all fake. I think that when he was going around that one year acting like a nut job, yeah. him and his br- brother-in-law, uh, Casey Affleck, that was all staged. That was, that was for a fake documentary. The guy comes off as a whack job, but I'm telling you what, he totally ruled this. No, and I agree. I thought when they said, because it was funny because all the fans wanted Joaquin Phoenix to play the Joker. Really? And I was the only one sitting there like, you talking about the guy that was in Walk the Line? Like, <laughs> which I love, which I love Walk the Line. Don't get me wrong, I do. But I was sitting there like, uh, maybe? I'm not really too sure. But he totally nailed it, knocked it out the park, home run, grand slam, whatever. He, he was about to play Doctor Strange, but he would not commit to multi-film deal. Oh. That would have been really weird, him playing Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah but but worked. but Mr. Cumberbund totally embodies that yeah. role, the shape, his face. He, he, he at least looks like the character. Have we summed it all up? Uh, beautiful cinematography, beautiful music, beautiful acting, totally dark, must see. Top five, we got it all in not there. for children. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is an R-rated movie for sure. This is not... This is not your uh, Cesar Romero's Joker right here. <laughs> Nicholson either. Or Heath Ledger. I was say, or Heath Ledger. Isn't that funny? This is not a family-friendly movie at all. Even though it's pretty much the same character, but the stuff that goes on in this movie is not for children. But it's not the same character. Those guys, those guys palled, palled at this guy's lunacy. He was, he was certifiable. I mean, okay, one, so one spoiler, other- opening scene, opening scene spoiler, he is at the health department because he is ordered, he is ordered from going from the asylum to see a counselor so he can get medication, so he can be out in the world. He is certifiably insane. None of the other characters had that. All of the other characters were made. He started insane. That's the difference between this movie and all the other movies. Of course, of course. They decided to show us the the real dark side of the Joker in this movie. You know, so the other ones, they kind of skimmed over a lot of that stuff. This one, Del Depp, deep into the, the psyche of this guy, and that's what makes it more disturbing. Well, because the other ones were, the way they play it was the Joker was made because of Batman. He, he was made, you know, he stepped his game up because the Batman was became the Batman. This one was like, no, he like he Brad said, he was already there. Like doing like even like Heath Ledger's Joker became the Joker because Batman was going and Batman Begins was going around. Why so serious? And then he became the Joker. Yeah. So I get I get what he's saying, and I also get what you're saying. It's also about what the photographer shows, the filmmaker shows us, but the origins of these of all the Jokers were different. They were all different. Every single one of them. Yeah. They 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 were they were not as intense as this one. Oh, right. So this one was this one was made by society, where the other ones were made by someone taking a stand. If that makes sense. Okay, we're gonna rank movie 
jokers from best to worst. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Phoenix, then Ledger, then Nicholson, then Lido. You have a yes or no? Uh, I'm going with uh, Ledger, then Nicholson, then Phoenix, then Lado. Okay, and Q, your 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 order of uh, of fascination. I am going with Hamill because Hamill was in a movie, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, which came Boys. out in the nineties. But it was a movie. Okay, fine. <laughs> loophole, 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 loophole. No, but uh, I would go Ledger, uh, Phoenix, Nicholson, Hamill. Leto. Okay. Technically, Caesar Romero, because didn't the Batman movie come out in theaters in the 60s? Oh, fine. Just can't get rid of a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I remember the movie. I I may own it. Okay, it's not important. Oh, you guys. All right. (laughs) All right, so this is Comic Experience Sci-Fi. We are given many, many digits upward for... The new Joker movie, we think you should see it. We think it should win awards. And this has been the broadcast with Mark Myers and The Q. And we'll see you next time. Bum, bum, bum. We're back. Why so serious? <laughs>